again this morning I thank everybody who has helped us with the service from our acolyte team and our choir and with the choir anthem today the joyful magnificat uh, that's the offer of praise that Mary gave when she found out she was pregnant with Jesus and uh, that'll be a significant part of our uh, Sunday morning experience next Sunday for Christmas Day uh, we get to kind of look inside at, at uh, Mary's uh, uh, sharing of that story in a unique way. And as I said, it'll be a lot of fun uh, on Christmas Day. So thank you, choir, for that awesome song this morning. Yeah, amen. All right, uh, let's get into the text today. I'm going to be using this, the same text as our Advent devotion this morning from Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 and oftentimes i use this uh, on christmas eve but this year uh, i'll use it on its uh, lectionary day which is today and this is the story of jesus's birth this is how the birth of jesus the messiah came about his mother mary was pledged to be married to joseph but before they came together she was found to be pregnant through the holy spirit because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She'll give birth to a son, and you will give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins." Now all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet that the virgin would conceive, give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He took Mary home as his wife, and he did not consummate their marriage until she had given birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. This is the word of God for you and me, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Can you pray with me? Come, Lord Jesus, we celebrate your birth, your teaching and your love, your saving grace. Thank you for coming and saving us from our sin and helping us know that God is with us. I pray in Christ's name. Amen. In reading the text today, it brought to mind kind of where we are as a culture and community and, uh, and what so many are going through, uh, especially men and boys, especially men and boys. This has not been an easy age for men to kind of find their place in the world. Um, guys are struggling. A recent author wrote a book on men and boys his name is Richard Reeves and he did a, an interview recently where he shared some stark reality of the challenges that we face especially with younger generations of men and boys he said first of all death from suicide drug overdose and alcohol illnesses are three times as worse among men than they are of women. We're more likely to die from suicide or drug overdose 
for alcohol by three times. Secondly, he noticed that uh, for young men, it seems like more and more are avoiding the option of going to college and the university. That in 2020, there was a seven times decline from men in college enrollment. A seven time decline in college enrollment. And already in colleges, it's like 60% ladies who are getting their advanced education to 40% men. And then the third thing that we see is in high school. Those guys that graduate with a high school diploma today, roughly one-third of them are not working at all. One-third of high school men are not working. And of those that are working, they are making less per week than men in 1979. It's not easy figuring out your place in a day and age where there's not as much manufacturing opportunities and, you know, not knowing where the good jobs are or how to develop your skills to get those good jobs. And on top of that, like in my age, you know, a lot of uh, the young boys, I think we grow up, uh, you know, finding our fulfillment playing Playstations and Xboxes. And if we can just, you know, be number one on Fortnite or you know, be winning this game or that game or FIFA, you know, then we think, well, we've done something with our lives. Of course, we struggle to get a job and do other things. But what this shows us is that guys are struggling in this age to find their place. And the, as the church, my heart's desire is we want to be the place that helps. And so we need good examples right, of what healthy maleness looks like, what healthy uh, models that we can look at and say, you know what, I want to be more like him. And one great example that we read today is the story of Joseph. We don't get a lot of Joseph in the whole New Testament. This is one of the best glimpses we get of who he is and what he's about. But one of the things we quickly learn about Joseph is he was a righteous guy. Now, the NIV didn't translate it that way. The NIV does it a little different. But most translations note in these verses, and in the Greek, it's he's a righteous guy. But, and so that's the first thing I think. If, if I want to grow to be the best guy I can be, or the best person that we can be, it starts with having a hunger for righteousness. And what, is, what do we mean, a hunger for righteousness? It basically means a hunger to try to do the right thing with our life, to try to make the right choices, to try to make the right decisions, to try to handle ourselves in a way where we can make the most of our life, not only for us, but for our families and our friends and our community. And that's what Joseph showed but what does it look like? What does it really mean to be righteous? What is part of Joseph's story? Well, we see his choice of righteousness wrestling here in the text today. I mean, he's been engaged to Mary now for, you know, who knows how long. And one day Mary comes to him and says, uh, Joseph, I've got some news. 
I'm pregnant. But pr I promise, I haven't been with anybody. I've never been intimate with a man. And the angel came and said that I was given a child by the Holy Spirit, and this child will save the world. Now, that's a lot to take in, <laughs> isn't it? I'm sure, Joseph, we see his wrestling after this. What does he do? He knows Mary is a genuine soul. He's probably had no reason to not trust her. But this is just too crazy that she could be pregnant without being intimate at all. And so he wrestles. And we see as he wrestles, what is the right decision to make? What's the right thing to do? He could have followed Jewish law. That would be the obvious avenue of doing the right thing. But what Jewish law would have required was for him to take Mary into town, tell everybody what had happened, and for the town to stone her and kill her. That's what the law said was righteous. But that's not what Joseph does. As he wrestles with what's the right thing to do, he says, you know what? I don't know whether to believe her or not. I don't know what to make of this situation. So what I'll do is I'll back off. We'll break off the engagement. And I'll just let her go back to her family quietly and live a quiet life and do the best she can. You see, one of the things about making the right kind of choice in life that Joseph shows us is it's not just about following all the rules, but there is a component to righteousness that is about being merciful and loving and gracious. There's a part of being a human being where we're all sinners, where we know we're all sinners, and so we realize that in unexpected moments, What's required of us to be righteous is not to follow every nook and cranny and letter of the law, even the law of the Lord. What's required of us is to be merciful to our family, our friends, and our neighbors. And that's the model Joseph gives us about how to follow the path of righteousness. Then there's the second thing that Joseph models for me and for us that he encourages us as well. And that second piece is he had learned to listen for God's voice to guide his life. He had learned to listen for God's voice to guide his life. Here, Joseph, uh, you know, had a dream as the, the angel came to him and kind of helped bring clarity in his muddy situation. Now, Probably not many of us. How many of you, you've had an angel come to you in a dream, right? And you, then you knew what to do. All right, I know that's kind of unusual. It doesn't happen very often. But what Jesus tells us is that when we abide in Jesus, when we stay in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, we do learn to hear God's voice speaking to us in our conscience, in our heart, in our life in ways that can help take us from confusion to clarity. And that's what God did here for Joseph. Through the angel, the angel shows up right and says, listen, I know you're concerned. What, what do you do with Mary? This is a very unusual situation. But Joseph, you just have to know, don't 
be afraid. God is still in charge. He's still on his throne, and he's going to take care of everything. And second thing you need to know is Mary is telling the truth. She is pregnant by the help of God. And so you can take her as your wife, and you can make this child, this child of David, like you are a son of David, you can make this child your own. And so when he wakes up from the dream, what does he do? He does exactly what the angel said, letter for letter. Angel said, you can take Mary as your wife. He immediately, he goes and he brings Mary home, and they get married. He says that when the baby comes, you can, you're going to call him Jesus because Jesus means God saves, and that's who he is. He's the one that's bringing God's salvation. And so call him Jesus. And again, that's what Mary and Joseph do. And so if we're seeking to follow God's path for our lives, if we're seeking to be a kind of righteous person that wants to do the right thing over and over and over again, these are our qualities that we want to emulate. To be a real man. To be a real man means to try to do the right thing as often as possible. It means to be merciful in situations that require mercy, even if it's not according to the letter of the law. It means listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit and the voice of God to guide us in our conscience choices to help give us clarity in cloudy situations so that we step in to what God wants us to do. And then there's a third piece here of what it means to be the kind of guy, the kind of man that God wants us to be. And that third piece is, is that we can't do it by ourselves. Nobody, man or woman, none of us can be righteous by our own strength, by our own effort, by our own energy. We need help. And that's why we celebrate Christmas, right? Because at Christmas, Jesus has come to save us from our sin, to save us from the, the most unlovely part of our heart and lives. That's why, that's why God has come. That's why Jesus has come. And I know I need Jesus to save me as much as anybody. I know I'm your pastor. I'm your preacher. Some of you probably think, man, Chris is better than everybody. And it's not true. It's not. Uh, we have a new puppy at home. And, it, and I didn't think about telling this story. It just kind of popped in my head at the early service. But it, it fits. We got a new puppy at home. Um, his name's Boone. He's an awful lot of fun most of the time. But he is a pain in moments. When he pees on the floor after you think, he's got it figured out. You know, he's gone to the door and rung the bell at the door like 20 times today, but the one time he doesn't, he chooses to pee on the carpet. And I wish I could tell you how merciful I would be in those moments. But I was not very merciful. <laughs> like, get out the door. Go to the bathroom out there. Not in here. Andrea gets on me. You're being too mean to him. I'm sorry. He's got to know what a little anger looks like to know when he has to be good. And I don't always feel good about it. And he's sweet. He's a, he's a wonderful puppy most of the time. But it's just that little bit of 
of things. When he wants to chew on you and chew on you and chew on you and just won't go, you know, doesn't want to chew on his toys, he wants to chew on you, you know, or your shoes or whatever it is. Jesus came to save us from that angry part of ourselves, from the broken part of ourselves, from the addiction, from the shame, from whatever it is. Jesus came to save our brokenness. And I think one of the things that guys need today is we're lost. You know, we don't have a greater purpose. We don't have a greater reason to live. We kind of think life is all about us and, and that we're here just to have fun. And fun means not going to work and not having a job, but just staying at home having fun. You know, I don't know what it is. But we kind of get in our, that in our mindset. And we have to be reminded, one, we need help. And second, God reminds us that we're not alone in this, but that Jesus has come like Isaiah the prophet had said 600 years earlier, because God is with us. God is with us. We don't have to live self-centered and selfish lives anymore. We can live God-centered lives. And the basic principle of being a healthy human being, male or female, men or women, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, you know, whatever language, whatever culture, the, the key basic of being a healthy human being is getting God right in your life, getting Jesus in your life and heart to be your Lord and Savior, getting God with you, so that you're not doing it alone by yourself. When we begin to make that who we are, there is an incredible shift in our lives, a miraculous shift that only God can do. And when that shift occurs, we get a new life. Not only do we get a new life, but God often will give us an important assignment to live for. And that's one of the things Joseph received from God, didn't he? Joseph, your assignment is to take Mary into your home, and I want you to be a good husband. Joseph, your assignment is to take Jesus as your own child and be a good dad. Joseph, your assignment is to Take the hands you've worked with for years in becoming a, a carpenter or a, a craftsman and continuing to use the gifts you have to watch out for your family and to provide a safe haven for the Savior. Because without Joseph and Mary, Jesus can't save the world. And so it's a glorious assignment. It's an incredible assignment that Joseph had. It was also an ordinary assignment. Be a good husband. Be a good dad. Work hard. And often those are the kind of assignments God wants us to embrace too. The simple, ordinary assignments that can make our lives extraordinary. Because if we're faithful with the little assignments, oftentimes God says, you know what? I, I can entrust Chris with a little bit. You know what? He's been okay faithful there, so maybe I can give him something a little bigger this time. Right? That's what God does. When we're faithful with a little, 
He offers us more. But that's what it means to be the kind of human being God wants us to be. And I appreciate Joseph's story that reminds us who we're to be as men, as boys. We were made for something better. I wish every young man could hear those words. You are made for something better. You are made to be a champion. You are made to be valiant. You are made to be courageous. You are made to love your family. You are made to be a good father. You are made to be a good husband. You are made to be a good citizen. You are made to be a good child of the kingdom. You are made to be God-centered. And that's the only way you can get there is to learn to allow God to be in the center place. And that's what Joseph, in his ordinariness, did so well. Joseph, in his ordinariness, did the kind of things that changed the world. He tried to be a righteous person, a righteous man. He tried to do the right thing. Part of the right thing was learning to be merciful to others who needed a little mercy. And part of that story also meant that when God worked in his heart and mind and spirit and that voice from Scripture or that voice from the Holy Spirit entered his heart and mind, he said, Yes, Lord, I'll take her home, make her my wife. I'll call him Jesus. I will accept the assignment you've given me. And in Joseph's faithfulness, changed our world and our faithfulness every day can change the world too so in this Christmas season um, I hope if uh, especially our guys our men our teenagers I hope that you'll let Joseph be an encouragement to you I hope you'll find other men in your life that can be a model and encouragement for you because we need a new generation of young men and women both to listen for God's voice, to do the right thing, to be merciful, live courageously, and make our world a kingdom place where Jesus saves and rules. Amen? Let's do our part. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we seek you today, we thank you because you are our good Father. You're the ultimate model of what it means to be a father and a human and the kind of person you want us to be. You have come to take our human life to a whole nother level. You've sent Jesus to come and save us from our brokenness and our shame to take our lives to a whole nother level. And so, Lord, help us, like Joseph, just go along for the ride and say yes to you. Lord, I pray today for any here who have never, can't look back on a moment where they have given you a firm yes. Yes, Jesus, I want to follow you. Yes, Jesus, I want you to save me. Yes, Jesus, I want to learn what it means to be God-centered. And if that's where anyone here today is, all you have to do is 
pray a prayer like that and be honest with God and say, God, I haven't done this before. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know how to do it. I don't know if I'm doing it right, but I will say yes to you. And if you're real, I trust you're going to come do some good things to help me be made new. And so, Lord, that's our prayer today in this Christmas season. As Jesus came to this earth being born in a manger, so, Lord Jesus, come this morning. Be born in our hearts and make us new. New men and new women for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.